Hey, this is Brock Burke of the Texas Rangers. You're listening to the Rangers Nation podcast and the Recliner Nerd. Welcome to Rangers Nation podcast, talking all things Texas Rangers. Rangers Nation podcast is a part of Dallas Sports Nation, providing coverage of all your DFW sports teams. Now here's your host, Texas Rangers blogger, the Recliner Nerd. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Rangers Nation's podcast. I am your host, the Recliner Nerd, John Moore, and this is our first edition of Down in the Bus Leagues. Down in the Bus Leagues is going to be a once-a-week program talking all things minor league baseball in the Texas Rangers system. Guys, we'll be back right after this. Welcome, everyone, to Down in the Bus Leagues, Episode 1. Well, the Rangers have set their rosters for their minor league affiliates. Today was the media day in Frisco, and I was out at Dr. Pepper Ballpark and was able to talk with the Rangers' top prospects, uh, Brock Burke and Joe Palumbo. Also ran into Evan Grant of the Dallas Morning News, Sean Bass of The Ticket, Heath Criswell of Criswell's Clubhouse, Jared Sandler of the Texas Rangers, and, of course, Riders play-by-play man, Ryan Rulliard. If you guys don't, if you haven't signed up for MILB, you need to do that. Uh, Ryan's a great guy and was really helpful to all of us out there. So, the rosters. I figured instead of listing off every player, I'll just hit each team, what top prospects are playing there. Also, what names to keep an eye on at every level. Before we start, though, I wanted to listen to Brock Burke, answer, uh, Brock Burke uh, answering some questions in Frisco today. Uh, this one's almost about uh, eight minutes or so, almost nine minutes. So let's listen to this real quick, and then we'll get back to listing the roster. I have a crazy trade story, actually. I was in Belize, and it was the one time I've ever left my phone at home. And my phone was at home, and I got back and found out that I got traded. I think I got traded on Thursday. I got back on Saturday, and I got to my phone. I had like 100-something missed texts. I'm like, huh, I wonder what happened. And finally, I had to like apologize to everyone. I'm sure they probably thought I was dead or something. I had to call the Rays and call the, the Rangers and tell them I'm still alive. And, and I, was, I was happy to be traded. So. How was Belize? It was fun. It was really fun. Nice to get out of Colorado in the, the cold and, and get, it, get to the warm. Other than the, the cell phone issue, it was, it was fun. <laughs> so what are your expectations for this season? Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's full of possibilities. I don't really know how the, the Rangers really really do things. And uh, I just knew the Rays was really slow, so I never really thought I would have a, have a chance of getting called up. But I'm, I'm sure I probably have a good chance of getting called up this year. So I just got to do what I did uh, last year in AA, and I'm sure – got to make it make it hard for them to, to say no to getting called up would be probably my biggest my biggest thing so so Tampa's known for developing pitching what have you seen that's different since you've been traded if anything it might be a little too early to ask that question um I don't know I, I didn't spend I feel like in the lower levels you kind of spend a lot of time on developing and stuff like that and I mean up the upper levels it seems like they have a little more trust in you and faith in you and that, that you kind of know what you want to do so they definitely kind of kind of sent me on my own way and kind of let me do my own thing because they kind of figured I, I had most of my, my stuff figured out. And I mean, I haven't had it all figured out, obviously, but I kind of have my routines and, and uh, they still they still wanted to hear some things that I had to do from the Rays, Rays point of view. So they're definitely learning still too. But uh, I definitely think they, they have a good grasp on things. They're uh, introducing a lot of the new technology, which I, I think the game is definitely changing too. And I think they're, they're definitely heading in the, in the right direction with a lot of stuff. So. How do you guys view all the technology stuff just from a with the Rangers or, or just, just in general oh how just, we view just, it just having cameras on you now all the time. Uh, I definitely like it I mean I think it definitely maximizes your everything that you can do I mean with mechanical stuff definitely I have a lot of problems with 
not a lot, but I, there's definitely some, some mechanical problems that I have, and I definitely, uh, seeing it on a slow motion camera and seeing like your arm angles and, and stuff like that and being able to, to maximize your, your uh, delivery to, to see what the hitter's seeing is, is definitely, I think, all the technology, the Rapsodo, the slow motion cameras, the TrackMan stuff, all, all is very, very beneficial to us. So. So do you just like want, want all the information you can possibly get? Are you kind of one of those guys? That I definitely, yeah, I definitely, especially like the trackman data on the, the spin rates and how, how all the spin axis is and all this stuff. I'm not huge into it, not like a, a Trevor Bauer into it, but I definitely, <laughs> I definitely want to, want to have all that stuff at my disposal so I can, I can maximize my, uh, my potential. So. So what is your arsenal going to look like this year? Have the Rangers changed it at all in spring training, or what's it going to uh, be like? They haven't changed anything. No, they definitely, they definitely seem like they want to stick and, and, and let me go on the path that I was going on last year, and I'm gonna try to do as much, much similar stuff as I can to as I did in double-A last year, so was, we'll see how, how that goes with, the, with that. So for those who don't know your arsenal, what are you, what are you rocking with this year? Uh, fastball, slider, change-up, curveball is what I'm, I'm going with this year. Four-seam? Uh, Four-seam and two-seam. Yeah. What's the pitch you want to work on the most? Uh, I would probably say the curveball. I feel like I kind of have the other three pretty well established, and, and I definitely want to work more with, uh, with the curveball and get that fourth pitch. I think being in the big leagues and being a star, you kind of have to have have that fourth pitch if you want to get later into the innings and all those good big league hitters are obviously going to be able to see three pitches you can show them that fourth pitch get that in their head i think that'll they'll be able to separate me from from some of the into the later innings so what about the curve do you think still needs to work do you want to command a little bit better do you want to uh i definitely think just consistency with the command i want to be able to be able to throw it throw it whenever for a strike and i don't think i've really really gotten to that point where i i can just flip it in there for the first pitch or maybe bury it in the dirt. I, that's definitely something I'm still need to work on, just getting a feel for it. And just the more you throw it, it's kind of pitch. It, you just got to get feel for it. The more you throw it, the better the better it's going to be. So. You quick talk about uh, competition between the, the six-man rotation and you're starting off on Thursday. Do you want to kind of set the tone to make sure that you've got everybody in line? And uh, I mean, I wouldn't say it's it's, it's much of a, a competition. I mean, I think us, us three, uh, me, Palumbo, and, and Hernandez are all starting back, back, back. And I think it, it's kind of... I mean, from what I've noticed, it's definitely going to be us three as, as some of the, the guys that are all coming up together. And I think it's it had nothing to do with, with talent level on who was pitching first. It just kind of whoever in spring training pitched last is going to pitch first. And that's kind of how, how it was uh, how it was set up. But I think all three of us are going to be right on the, on the same path. And I, it's kind of cool that all three of us are going to be pitching back to back to back because it's six man. So it'll be all in the same series. So I think it'll be cool to see how many, uh, how many runs we can hold teams to. And I think that'll be very, very fun. Not not early in these seasons. I still I'm still I mean I try not to try to find out who they are a little bit more than I mean I obviously personally know them really well but I mean people on the field are a little different people take things differently so we'll, we'll see how it goes <laughs> might be a little bit of change in baseball going to the, the opener where you have a couple of innings at the beginning how that's evolving in baseball uh, I think it's honestly like on paper it's a really good idea like you you get the starter to the later part of the the lineup and especially when they come through the third time you're facing when you're a little more tired in the in the later part of the innings you're facing the you're like the five six seven guys the guys that aren't as good as the, the one two three so I think mm-hmm. on that it's it's uh it's a lot better it's just for a starter it's kind of hard to come in in the middle of the game uh, that's the only thing that I've noticed is because we we did test it with the Rays a lot and I happened to come in in like the middle of the inning and it's just a little different it's just something you got to adapt to though I mean if you want to be they kind of called us hybrid pitchers in the, in in the Rays system and those guys that you could just go in there for for four or five innings that's kind of what they were trying to shape all, all of us as starters and unless you were a Blake Snell or a, a Charlie Morgan kind of guy you kind of just got shaped into a, a hybrid guy that can kind of come in whenever the game which I think I mean they won 90 games last year and it was the first time they won 90 games in a while, so I think it's, it's definitely very beneficial for, yeah, for a team. They talked about last night, Samson pitched 
basically, yeah. you know, yeah. a complete innings, game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was crazy. It was awesome for him to just get called up right away and just go six innings. I don't think he'd gone six innings yet in spring. I don't think he went five innings in spring training, so it was awesome to see him get called up and be able to do that. And uh, even though he wasn't starting to do six innings for a week, that's yeah, he essentially that's had a awesome. quality start. Yeah, yeah, he had a really, I mean, <laughs> one, in, one run in six innings and one of your first big league big league calls up or call-ups for the year that's I mean that's that's awesome so on a fun side I noticed that Tim Dillard got you in a couple of his yes, videos yeah did you already know the movie lines or does he coach you or oh uh, we, we sit there and we'll practice he had he had his uh, movie lines on a pizza box since he had a lot of them so he <laughs> cut out a pizza box and, and wrote them all down there so that was, that was kind of fun I mean I've I'd never heard of Tim Dillard or anything and I, I finally got it like I on his system like wow people like love this guy this is awesome and then, I mean I follow him now on all my all my social medias and he's a really cool dude and, well you did pretty good that was hilarious yeah, so. yeah I loved it it was so much fun yeah I got a lot of got a lot of and all the guys are talking about, so it's kind of cool. I like to ask this question. I know you were drafted in the third round. Mm-hmm. What's it like for you on draft day? How were you notified of something like that when you get drafted? Um, were you I mean, following it, or did someone you, call We you? were following it on TV, yeah. And uh, but for the most part, it's like a round before they kind of tell you, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna try to take you here if, if everything falls through. Like, is that okay with you for whatever amount?" And uh, of course, They're I agreed to it. With yeah. You, so. yeah. So then you just kind of you're just sitting there and you wait and hope you hear your name. So yeah, I mean, sure. for the most part, sorry, it's kind of already figured out before. Uh, where your name's called so was the, the big celebration definitely happens when you actually hear your name called you never yeah, never know absolutely. what can happen so. it's all talk until it actually yeah, exactly, happens yeah exactly yeah have you sure. had a chance to see frisco at all i mean you've got the star you got the cowboys here you got the i, mean, I have this is not like sports yeah. central yeah it's definitely sports central i mean we've we've had a little bit of a downtime so i definitely probably uh tonight we're probably going to go out and try to try to figure out frisco a little bit and definitely right. see see what the city's oh uh, we came for a mini camp in uh in the winter, so we were able to look around downtown Dallas and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and see the field and see some of the other parts. And it definitely seems like an awesome place to, to be, just in, in Double A and being in Frisco and then the big league team that close. I think it's really really cool setup. So, mm-hmm. thanks, Brock. Awesome, appreciate, appreciate it, man. Yeah. Thanks, Brock. Okay, so just to clarify, that was uh, that was me and a few others that were in the media there interviewing Brock, and he was kind enough to sit there and and talk with us obviously and so uh you know that that was really cool of brock to do that um so let's get to the rosters uh uh, the rosters let's get to the roster so let's start out with the hickory crawdags of the south atlantic league um hickory uh that's the low a affiliate for those of you that don't know the affiliates uh that's the first full season you'll play it's not a short season and uh the crawdads have six of dallas sports nation's top 20 prospects including the number one prospect hans kraus who is uh i imagine will be starting thursday uh in the opener um the rotation also includes Yuri Rodriguez, who made the top 20 at number 17. The infield has three of the top 20 uh, prospects with Shirton Apostel at number 16. We talked about him, the third baseman. Um, Chris Cease. Chris Cease is number 12, and Jonathan Ornelas is number 13. Both of those guys are listed at shortstop. I'm, I'm assuming that they'll switch time at shortstop, probably play a little bit of both of the middle infield positions with shortstop and uh and also uh, second base there. Um, names to watch. Oh, well, the number, you know, you know what? Number four prospect, uh, Juan, Juan Pablo Martinez, uh, uh, is going to be at uh, 
Uh, Julio Pablo Martinez is going to be at uh, Hickory also. He's the number four uh, prospect. So he'll be there manning the outfield. Uh, I kind of thought he might start in down east because uh, of his age. But, you know, they want to get him acclimated and going uh, there. So, so you're going to see him there. Names to watch. Um, you need to watch for catchers Sam Huff and Matt Watley. Huff was in uh, Hickory last year, hit a lot of home runs. It's a big kid. I met him, uh, went to the West Virginia, went to see the uh, Hickory in, in West Virginia. Matt Watley was out of uh, – he, he liked Trevino, uh, Jose Trevino. He's another catcher. They're both out of Oral Roberts. And uh, uh, Watley is going there. And, and another name that you need to watch is first baseman Curtis Terry. Uh, Curdy – Curtis Terry kind of came on last year. Um, he, he didn't have a good year in 2017. In 2018, they held him back in extended spring. They took him to uh, to the Northwest League up in Spokane, and he led the league in hitting and home runs and made the all-star team. Um, he would probably move up into uh, down east, except that down east has – has Tyreek Reed, and uh, Curtis Terry's one to watch. He's going to be playing first base for him, so that's another name to watch. Speaking of Down East, let's go to Down East and let's talk about them, Down East Wood Ducks. They're in the Carolina League. They are the the Advanced A affiliate. So after Hickory, uh, you go low A, and then you go to Advanced A. The Ducks also have six of the Dallas Sports Nation top 20 prospects, led by the number two and number three prospects. So they have Bubba Thompson, who will be in the outfield. He played at uh, Hickory last year, and Anderson Tejada. Now, Tejada played at Down East last year, and I personally thought that, uh, Tejada was going to be playing at Frisco. I was pretty excited to meet him today. Uh, he's really high on my list. I've got him as the number three prospect. He didn't make – he had a great year at Down East. He didn't make – he didn't come to Frisco. I asked Jamie Newberg why that was. I was like, what, why is Tejada not here? Did not realize this. Anderson Tejada is becoming a switch hitter. And in becoming a switch hitter, they didn't want to bring him up to Frisco to do that. They kept him down and down uh Kept him down and down east to start there. He he should be up here. He he will probably one of the first ones to move up if he takes to it well. Obviously, he's been switch hitting, but uh, been working on it. But becoming a switch hitter, that's just another tool to have in that toolbox, and that's pretty cool for him uh, to be doing that. So I thought that was pretty pretty neat. Now in their rotation, they have the number seven prospect in Tyler Phillips, and in their bullpen, they have the number eighteen prospect demarcus evans now if for those that remember me talking about demarcus evans one of the earlier um when i was talking about the top 20 prospects uh demarcus evans is my pick uh that i think is someone to watch that could pull the cd pelham cd pelham went from down east all the way to arlington last year demarcus is is someone that could do that uh he's a big kid he's a reliever he throws about 100 miles close to 100 miles an hour and is is just apparently pretty filthy i can't wait to see him pitch in person i haven't yet really want to do that they also have uh two more prospects there the number 10 prospect out in the outfield they're going to have leote tavares this is a big year for leote tavares uh, Leody needs to step up. He is obviously, for those that know, he has had some issues. Um, he has been in Down East. This is his third round in Down East. He's been young, but look, he's got a hit. He he is he did not have a good year last year. He was the number one consensus prospect the last couple of years. He had moved down in Dallas Sports Nation. He moved down to number ten, and a lot of others they've moved him down five, six, or seven. Uh, down in there, um, he needs to step up and prove himself. They also have uh, there in their infield, they're going to have the number 20 prospect, someone that's kind of new on the radar of everyone. His name is Diospel 
Arias. Uh, we talked about him. He's the Dallas Sports Nation number twin, uh, number twenty prospect. So he'll be manning the infield there. He played at Hickory last year. Uh, good kid to watch. Players to watch. Players to watch there at uh, down uh, at Down East. You need to watch Tyreek Reed in the infield. First baseman, the one I was telling you about that's ahead of Cur- Curtis Terry. This guy's got a compact swing, and, boy, he can drive the ball. Saw him hit a home run when I was in West Virginia. Uh, nice kid. He came over and talked to us after the game. Really nice kid. Uh, watch for him. And Ryan Doro. Ryan Doro was a college kid drafted. He played uh, second base the night that I was with Hickory. Uh, he led that team in hitting. He hit, a, hit about double-digit home runs. Um, he's not on anyone's top prospect radar, but this is the type of kid you need to watch. He's potentially, uh, this could be somebody that's a, uh, in, in a top, uh, uh, could, could be a, a utility infielder or make this team one day or at least in someone's trade value. I mean, this kid is a could be a future big leaguer. He let, he looked like the leader on the field when I was in West Virginia uh, watching them play their last year. Now, for the starters, uh, there's two guys to watch in the Down East rotation that should be in the rotation, and that's A.J. Alexi. That's uh, one of the pieces we got in the U Darvish trade. Um, this uh, he was in Hickory. They're moving him up. Moving him up. He is going. He he had an okay year last year. Um, he he's got potential for sure. And Jason Barr. Uh, Jason Barr was a part of a trade that we did with the Giants where we had a player to be named later. Uh, I don't, I forget who they picked. It was someone that we had in our lower minors. Basically, what we did is we took on a couple of uh, major league. Uh, major league salaries for the Giants and in order to take on those salaries that we were going to eat so the Giants could start um, rebuilding over there we wanted Jason Barr and he is a starter uh, that did pretty well he was he was doing really well in the Giants organization he came over here he did okay he wasn't as stellar here but I mean that's another kid to watch he's going to be in the I think he's about 25 years old he's in the he'll be in the down east rotation then we go to the uh, the Rough Riders. The Rough Riders are highlighted by their rotation. Look, in the, in the top 20 prospect, there's only three that we have. For the top 20 of the Dallas Sports Nation, there's only three. But all three could be in Arlington this year. We've got Brock Burke, um, who I had at number 19 when the season started, basically because I didn't know Burke. Uh, there were some numbers there that indicated he really had turned it on last year. He had a great Second half of the year in Double A, like a 1.95 ERA. Didn't know him well. Um, I knew he was the headline of that Profar trade. Came over here and his spring. I'm not going to kid. They may have had the best spring of any of the young pitchers. He had an incredible spring. He, you saw that interview we just did with him a while ago. Wonderful kid. Very polished. Uh, very polite. Really big kid. I mean. I was looking up at him. I think he's about 6'3", somewhere in there. Really nice kid. Um, but but So watch him. Also, Jonathan Hernandez, who ended the year, had a great start out at Down East, was wonderful, got to Frisco. Struggled a little bit, but it was more command than anything. Couldn't command his fastball, was falling behind a lot. But when that guy's dealing, he's another one that's got potential to be there. Uh, so Jonathan Hernandez. And then, of course, Joe Palumbo. Uh, John Palumbo. Blah, blah. Joe Polumbo is the number five prospect in Dallas Sports Nation. Joe uh, is uh, set to start, I believe, Sunday. He's the one that came back from Tommy John surgery. Had a great, great year last year. Um, he got started back in, in somewhere in around, I believe it was late June, early July, before he started pitching. Ended the year in Frisco and was doing really good in Frisco. Had a, a really good spring too. Was was a dark horse for me, maybe to win that fifth. 
that fifth rotation spot, but they're going to watch him. In fact, uh, got a chance to talk with uh, Palumbo when when he was heading in. He stopped and talked to me for a second. So let's listen to that and let's, let's listen to what Joe had to say. It's it's pretty quick, just a few questions, but pretty fun questions. And and Joe took his time to talk to us. Okay, so this is John Moore. I got Joe Palumbo here. So you were thirty round thirtieth uh, round pick in two thousand thirteen. Where does a 30th round pick, where does he find out that he's been drafted? Yeah, I was, uh, I was actually at my buddy's house, um, and my dad called me up and told me I got drafted. So, so that's, yeah, you're not, usually not in front of the TV on the 30th round, so that, that's fantastic. Were you throwing 90s in high school, or were you? Uh, I was like, yeah, I was like 88, 89, you know, 91, 92. You're still young, though, so you develop into that speed as you get older and mature a little For bit. For sure, yeah. Um, so we got you ranked number five overall at Dallas Sports Nation. A lot of prospect rankings have you ranked high. Um, do you guys pay attention to that stuff? Do you watch it, or, I mean, oh, you're aware of it, or but just you got to do your job. You can't worry about that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I definitely see it, and I see people talking about it. But you know, like you, like you just said, I can't worry about that stuff, and got to go out there and compete and help the team win the best I can. So you're a, I put you as a. I had about five people I thought had a chance to get called up this year. You're definitely one of my head in there. If that call comes, who all are you calling to come out and see your major league debut? Uh, definitely my parents. You know, my whole family and. Uh, some of my boys back at home in New York, everybody that's close to me pretty much. Sure, I can imagine. That would be exciting for all of them. For sure. All right, get a plug real quick and then let you get on your way. Hey, this is Joe Palumbo of the Texas Rangers. You are listening to the Rangers Nation podcast and the Recliner Nerd. Thanks, Joe. (laughs) Thank you. So that was Joe Palumbo uh, who gave me a little bit of his time today, and I want to personally thank him. That was really nice of him to stop talk to me for just a second. Uh, he, look, they were making themselves available to everybody out there, so it was really nice to have Joe there um, and, and and doing that. So I, I want to thank Joe for that. Um, so uh, that's the only top 20 prospects in Frisco. Uh, players to watch in Frisco in the infield, there's Michael DeLeon. He's a potential utility infielder. This is second go-round uh, in Frisco. Uh, you got Brendan Davis. If you all remember, Brendan Davis is also from the uh, – Brendan Davis is going to be from the uh, Darvish trade. He was part of that trade. And Charles LeBlanc, I put Charles LeBlanc in here. Charles LeBlanc was somebody that had a pretty good uh, – that had a pretty good year last year. Really started out hot, kind of faded off, but he was he ended in down east. He was doing pretty well. Uh, he's just somebody to watch in the outfield. Preston Beck. That's a name a lot of people are familiar with. Is Preston Beck? Um, if you're you know if you're not, the, he's been up and down between Double A AA and Triple A. Uh, he's going to start here in Double A. Ladarius Clark is another one. He he's a, a real speedster that the Rangers took in the twelfth round a few years ago. He's Struggle a little bit. He really needs to. He's 25. This is his year to make or break. He really needs to get something rolling here uh, for Ladarius. And then a guy named Josh Altman, who I did not realize, um, talking to Heath Criswell, uh, Josh Altman was a guy that hit 20 home runs last year out of nowhere. They only hit 220, but came on the scene and really kind of busted out with some home runs. And he uh, hit hit one in spring training, and uh, and Heath Criswell uh, talked to him earlier today. So someone we're going to watch. If somebody's got that much power, it's definitely something to watch out. Now, from there we go to the Nashville Sounds, with the, which is the Pacific Coast League. Um, uh, the Pacific Coast League, and that's where Nashville's going to play. Um the sounds, uh, the sounds really only have the uh, the the number fourteen prospect Taylor Hearn as far as the top twenty list goes. Um, but from the top to the bottom, this team has big leaguers that who will be in Arlington. I mean, there's a lot. One of them's already been there. A two, a couple of, well, three or four or five have already been there. Some of them are 
ex-big leaguers. We know Willie Calhoun. He's starting out in Nashville. Big year for him. Look, I felt sorry for Willie. He did everything the Rangers asked. Everybody was mad thinking, you know, this is ridiculous. Why isn't Willie on the on the major league roster? On the major league roster, we need to have him on that major league roster. They were kind of throwing a fit. He lost all the weight. He did a great job. He did everything the Rangers asked. But he only hit about 200 in the spring. And truthfully, we need Willie Calhoun to get some at-bats. And I'm sorry, but there's just not any big league at-bats right now. And for those that are just saying this is a give-up year and that we're not going to compete, I'm sorry, that's not how you run a major league baseball team. Yes, more than likely, the, the Texas Rangers are not going to compete for a uh, playoffs at all. But you don't go into the season going, well, we're not even going to try. You try with what you have. You put the best players on the team, and you try to win. And if the Rangers were to get off hot and start hot, you, you don't know the chips may fall in a different direction. With that being said, Willie didn't have a great spring, and he needs to get some regular at-bats. And he's not going to get that on the big league squad. Now, there's lots of things that can happen that move him up. Somehow, Chu gets traded. Chu gets hurt. Someone else gets hurt. Uh, anyone gets hurt, he may be one of the first ones to come up, but they're not going to waste at-bats for Willie Calhoun up here in the big leagues. They're just not going to do it, so everyone needs to get over that. Now, the pitching staff has Ariel Hirado, who's had come up and made a couple of spot starts last year. He had an okay spring. He may be one of the first ones called up in a spot start situation just because they, they may try to hold the kids, Burke and Palumbo, back a little bit and Hearn uh, just a little bit before they bring them up, although Hearn – you know, they played an exhibition game against the Major League team at Nashville, and Hearn had like five scoreless innings. He did pretty well. Uh, Kyle Bird, Kyle Bird's already been on. He he opened the day, opening day. Kyle Bird was on the opening day roster. He has already been sitting down because they needed an arm. And they brought up uh, Sampson, who came up last night and had a heck of a night for the for the uh, Rangers, and he's probably going to be sent down. That Come in and pitch six innings of one-run ball. That's basically a quality start, and he's probably going to get sent down because we, we need another arm. An arm to watch that could become is Brett Martin. Brett Martin hadn't made his major league. This is the guy that I picked in my predictions for the Texas Rangers that, that uh, J.C. Carrillo uh, from Texas Power Hour wrote that. Uh, I picked – uh, Brett Martin to be Rookie of the Year for the Rangers. Uh, for the Rangers Rookie of the Year. I think this is a guy that could be up here in May. Um, and if he does anything like he was doing, he's one of these driveline guys. He went out to California. He worked on his off-speed stuff and just was amazing. He did not get scored on in uh, in spring training and was striking out more than a batter in inning. I mean, Brett Martin is a left-hander that could be here quick. C.D. Pelham is also in Nashville. He's He made it all the way to the big leagues last year. Uh, so that's another one to watch is C.D. Pelham. And uh, and from there, from C.D. Pelham, we'll uh, – you go to uh, Jose Trevino, the, obviously the the top pr- catching prospect, the one that will he'll see some major league time this year at some point. It's hard to imagine that Jeff Mathis and uh, Einer, uh, Kiner Falafa uh, catch 81 games apiece. It's probably not going to happen. The first guy that's probably going to be up, he's already on the roster, is Jose Trevino. In the infield, uh, Matt Davidson was another name that, that we heard a lot in the spring. He's the guy that he's uh, – I kind of wrote a thing about him, the poor man's uh, – Matt Davidson's the poor man's Sh- Shohei Altani. He pitched some relief 
innings last year for the White Sox. He's a guy. He had a pretty good spring, actually, but uh, I think they're working on his arm to have that other tool um, on the roster that, that, that someone can eat in trash time, come up and eat uh, a little bit. So we'll watch out for him. Eli White will be in uh, – be in Nashville. That's a utility guy that to watch for. He was part of that. He was the second big piece of that Profar trade. Uh, he had a pretty. He, he actually didn't have a great spring, but they were. They they just say this guy is an athlete. They say, man, that guy commands presence out there. He is just such a great athlete when he walks on the field. And of course, Patrick Wisdom, who was the guy I picked to could move Astruble Cabrera from off of third base into a utility role. Um, I, I, I am wrong. Um, so far, I'm really wrong. Uh, Cabrera's been excellent these first four games. Um, it's really good to see him playing that way. I, he's not a long-term solution. Wisdom needs to be a long-term solution. Um, but we'll see what Wisdom needs to really just tear it up. He's hit 52 home runs in the last two years in AAA. He needs to tear it up. He's only 26, uh, 27 years old. Um if he, gets it, if he tears it up there, he, we could see him playing third the rest of the year. Now, from there, there was some that well, I didn't list anything with Spokane. Spokane doesn't start out to about the end of June. Uh, usually after the uh, the the player the draft, uh, the major league draft, which minor league, you know, with the 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 draft they have in June and early June, um, that then they they'll have Spokane will have their short season. So the the pitching staff, everyone that was on that deload program that we talked about was Cole Wynn and Mason Englert and Owen White, those three will probably be in the Spokane rotation. They're probably going to be held back at extended spring um, and ex- extended spring training. And from there, they'll go into Spokane and be and, – and I imagine that Cole will probably open up that, uh, you know, being one of the top prospects. Uh, Cole is. He's number eight on my list. He'll be one that will go there. And for a couple of the other t- prospects that I talked about, two of them that, that haven't been assigned anywhere, that's Cole Reagans and uh, Kyle Cody. Uh, both of them are injured, uh, depending on when they're back and ready to go. I understand they're both pitching off the ground uh, and, and maybe on a mound by now, but I, don't look for them. Cody's probably not as far along as uh, Reagans is. Reagans might be here by the middle of the year, maybe somewhere I would I would guess he'd start in Spokane somewhere, try to end up in Hickory by the end of the year. Um, Cody could be a guy that could be like a Palumbo, but he may not get back till late in the year. It may not be till uh, late July, early August before he even gets on a mound. But that's it. Hey, this is the Down in the Bus Leagues that we're going to do every year. This is our very first episode. I want to thank everyone that, that, that had time to listen to this one. Thank you for listening. Everyone that uh, that, that that listened to our first one, I, I, uh, this was a lot of fun. I want to thank the Frisco Rough Riders for hosting the Media Day today. It was fantastic. Uh, got my... Uh, Got my media credentials. I'll be out at the uh, – any of y'all going out to watch Frisco Thursday night? Frisco Thursday night. Look for me, the recliner nerd. I'll be around there. Uh, I've got media credentials. I'll be at the game. Come up and find me. Be happy to talk to you. You can pick my brain. I'll pick yours because a lot of you as nerdy as I am. But for all of those, I want to thank you. And like I say every time at the end of every episode and every article I write, nerd out. Nerd out.